0: I'm Jessie Aredia, and you're listening to Soul Care for the New Mom, a podcast designed with new moms in mind, where we talk about what it looks like to thrive in motherhood as the free, confident, joy-filled women God has called us to be. Conversation with writer, podcaster, and speaker Shanda Fulbright. Now, Shanda is a wife and a mom of all boys with a huge heart for ministering and encouraging other boy moms, as well as encouraging women in all different seasons of their lives to really study and apply God's word and grow more confident in their faith and their calling. Um, What I loved most about our conversation is the wisdom she shares with us on why being able to apply biblical truth to our lives matters, but also why there is so much grace for us in this endeavor, including for us as moms who are raising the next generation and striving to raise our kids with a heart for Christ. Um, I just have a feeling that you are going to love hearing the encouragement that she has to offer today. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Shanda. Hi Shanda, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Hi, Jesse, I'm good. How about you? I am doing well. Um, I hope that you guys are having some good quality family time while we are all kind of in quarantine. I know you just got back from traveling and um, it's just been a busy week for you. You know, it's been a busy week for me. So I'm really excited that we just get to sit down, just have this conversation um, that I think our listeners are going to enjoy um well before we you know dive into hearing more about the work that you do um you know the encouragement that I know you have to offer moms I would love if you would just take a second to tell the listeners a little bit more about who you are you know what does this season of life look like for you right now
1: Well like most moms in America today I am currently homeschooling and navigating my kids through their schoolwork every day Um, We started off super strict. I was like, they're going to get this many hours. We're sitting down at the table. We're going to have this lesson plan and the schedule. And now I'm just like, what do you got to do? Okay, do it. (laughs) So (laughs) I have three boys and two of them are in high school. The youngest is in dual language in fourth grade. So he's got a lot of work in Spanish and I have absolutely zero background in Spanish. And, um, and so, you know, that, that alone is a challenge itself so my husband and I are about to celebrate 19 years of marriage next month and uh, we have fun together. So we're busy with the new routine, but we've also slowed down and have a lot more family time. And that part I'm truly loving. The slowness mm-hmm. of you know, the season is what's really enjoyable for me.
0: Mm, I love that. And you know what? You're right. Like this is a season for slowing down, hopefully for a lot of us um, Mm -hmm. and just resting. And um, I'm just so impressed and enamored with all of you mamas out there who are, who have the distance learning and the homeschooling going on. Um, You know, my kids are a lot younger. Um, They are two and three. So I'm not quite in that homeschooling realm just yet, but man, just Mm -hmm. props goes out to all of those moms right now who are navigating that. Um, you included, so okay. Well, let's let's dive into you know what I really want this conversation to be about, which is um, the work that you do, um, the passion that you have for empowering and encouraging women, um, just you know in their in their walk with the Lord, also in their motherhood journey. Um, honestly, I mean the work that you do it's it's kind of all encompassing. You know, you speak to mm-hmm. so many different topics and challenges and issues. And I would just love if you would maybe even just give the listeners a little bit of the backstory behind how you got started as a writer, a podcaster, and a speaker. Okay, well... This can be a long story
1: because I started my ministry journey at the age of 19, but I'm going to condense it into the last couple of years (laughs) because we don't want to be here forever. Um, I think most things in life are unexpected. And there's a verse in Proverbs that says, a man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And that is Mm. 100% true. Um, If I would have done all the things I had planned, I wouldn't be here talking to you today. So I'm really grateful that God does direct our steps when we allow him to do that. I began blogging only two years ago, and I had no idea what all of that meant or what the world that I was entering into. I really only started the blog because I thought some publishers wanted me to have a website and a blog for a book um, that I wanted to pitch. So I did it for that reason only, and I didn't know how long I would be doing it for. And, you know, everyone should also know that I never grew up with a desire to become a writer. It's not some a dream that I had. It just wasn't something I ever thought I would do. So the publishers didn't accept my book idea, um, but I kept blogging weekly. And as I taught women's Bible study groups, because I do that when church is open and you know we can actually gather, um, I, an idea to write a Bible study about a about, about a woman's purpose in our culture today came up. And so I wrote my first Bible study, "Reflections of Eve." where I talk about how every woman today is a reflection of how God created Eve both in her perfection. And then when she fell from grace and her fallen nature. Mm. And then as I kept going, I came up with this crazy idea in August of 2019. I just, I kind of woke up one day and I was like, it just was so solidified in my heart. that I was like, yep, I'm going to start a podcast today. I mean, I was that sure that I was going to do it. And I called my husband and told him and he was like, yeah, do it. Um, So I spoken for a while now in my church and, you know at, like i said i've been doing ministry for 19 years so i've had opportunities to speak i was a youth pastor for 7 years before i started blogging so i spoke at youth camps and i put myself out there you know more now and people have asked me to speak at their women's retreats and conferences and i try to do it without getting paid i know that sounds crazy but ministry is hard and a lot of times these mm. you know the women in um these ministries they're trying to put on these conferences and it takes a lot of money. And so my husband and I have always decided for as long as we can do it. And if they want to, you know, whatever it, whatever it is, we try to donate our time to that. So I don't look to get paid or rich off of this. I really feel like God provides and he'll continue to do that. I just want to make sure that the word of God is um, able to grow the kingdom of God as much as, as it can. So that's the my short journey, I guess, <laughs> you know, in a nutshell, because it's definitely a nutshell. There's so much um, that has led me to where I am today. And I have to say, you can't skip the preparation. God is always preparing us for the next thing that he wants us to do. And so we have to be willing to sit at his feet and learn from him so he can prepare us to do whatever it is he pushes us on to do, whether it be a podcast or writing or teaching a Sunday school class, you know. Um, that's basically my foundation in order to be able to do all of these things.
0: I, I love that. And you're so right about how, you know, you can't skip steps, you know, Mm -hmm. like as much as we might want to, as much as we want to condense the journey, you're right. Like God, I mean, he knows and ordains those things and it's, it's part of his tool for growing us. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I'm sure that you would not be the woman that you are today if you had been able to fast forward through some of those seasons, Um, I would love to know, yeah, well, I would love to know a little bit about, you know, what do you like to make your main focus, you know, because I know you speak on so many different things. Um, You know, I've really picked up on your heart for encouraging women in applying and learning biblical truth to their lives. I know like that's something that's huge on your heart. Um, Mm -hmm. But what are some other things that you love to speak to these days?
1: You know what I love? I love to take what we're going through. Like, I feel like the church has to be so connected to our culture because culture changes, right? God's mm. word doesn't change, but culture changes. So we have we hear these bud- buzzwords now like self-care and we hear, you know, all these things that women are kind of trying to navigate through life with. And we talk about burnout and that's why you need self-care. So how does God's word, you know, how does God's word speak to those things that we are currently going through today? Cause so many times what I've seen with women is that there's a disconnect. Like we compartmentalize God's word is here. My life is here when in reality, God's word should be intertwined within the roots of our lives. Like we should be able to take his word and apply it and see what God says. Because I really feel like being on Instagram, we have so many influencers that we get the word of god gets jumbled and confused a lot of the times where we follow influencers and we don't follow god as much as we think we are. So, I think my my number one focus is to try and take god's word and weave it into the fabric of our culture today because we're so disconnected from it. And I know that even that can sound like a broad answer, but I love to take what we're going through, what we are fighting through, the question marks above our heads or how do we, you know, how do we uh, balance this career life and mom life and whatever it is, but take God's word and find those answers.
0: Mm, yes, and, and I mean, I I do agree in how like in today's culture, you know, we do see a lot of these trends that come and go. But what has to stay the same is our reliance and our trust in the Word and just the way that we, you know, we follow Him and the things that He has laid out for us. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, I, I do feel like it can be a challenge. For us, as, you know, as women, just with social media, with media in general, with all the challenges that we face in today's society, I'm just wondering what what kinds of challenges do you think women or even moms most face when it comes to really living out biblical truth in their lives?
1: I, I love this question because God's word anchors our soul, and it has really taught me how to temper my emotions and my actions because especially as a wife and a mom, you know, living in, like I said, in the culture that we live in. But I think some of the challenges that we face are, first of all, time. Women are so torn and we are so pulled in so many different directions. I mean, even now being home with the kids, I was thinking the other day, I would get my house cleaned up a lot faster (laughs) when they were all at school. (laughs) And now I'm like, holy cow. I feel like I'm, before I can sit down and get to my own studies or my podcasting or whatever, I'm doing all of these things. So time is huge with us because we are literally taking care of everything and everyone. And the second thing is we, a lot of women don't know where to begin. Like, we don't know how to find those answers. We don't know where to start. We don't know. I had a friend talk to me the other day and said, where do I start to study? How do I read God's word? I know I need it. I don't know how to do it. And so I think a lot of times we just don't know where to begin because we have all this information, like I said, coming at us with all these different influencers and all of these different devotionals and whatever, where do I begin? And the third one is, Um, I'm going to be honest, shallow seeking. And with that Mm. is because of our time Um, again, it's because we don't know where to begin. And with all the devotionals and female influencers out there today, it can be difficult to truly connect with the Lord because we're all, we're only connecting with what they're telling us. We're only connecting with the, you know, the nice quote cards or whatever, um, so shallow seeking doesn't bring that depth to our souls that we need with the Lord in order to find those answers that we're looking for today. And then I would say the last one, but definitely not, not least in, or, or really last in the grand scheme of listing here, what, what we need as far as um, to learning how to apply those biblical truths is understanding. Um, how can we apply something that we don't understand you know, sometimes words sound really good. I always say you can go to any speaker and they can give you a great pep talk, but you'll walk out of there feeling maybe juvenated for a, a little bit. But after a while, none of those words are going to rest on the heart and mm-hmm. take root. But if we have the understanding of God's word and if we go deep with God, he literally takes his root and uh, takes that word and buries it into our souls and our hearts. And that is what takes root and grows and produces fruit in our lives. And so we need all of the above. We need to take time for God. We need to know where to start and we need to have deep seeking, not just shallow seeking, and then ask God to give us that understanding so we can apply his word in our lives and then we're truly
0: living it out, you know? Mm, yes. And, and what what are some of the things that have helped you be able to really study and apply God's word in your life?
1: Well, I want everyone to know the irony in my own knowledge of God's word is, you know, I was raised in church and I never read my Bible. So I, I want I want the listeners to understand that I haven't always had this hunger for God's word. I haven't ha- always had a um, desire to read it and I haven't always read it. You know, just because you go to church does not mean we we have that intimate relationship with God or that we're intimately acquainted with his word. So when I began ministry at 19, I only read my Bible to get a message. And one of my teachers, when I went through the ordained ministry program, he told us that, you know, he gave me some great advice and I think I was mid thirties. So, you know, granted I grew up in church in mid thirties. I'm finally learning like, Hey, he said, don't seek God for a message for others. Only you need to seek him to know him for yourself. And it just was like an eye opener for me. So I went home that day determined to seek God and the Lord confirmed in my heart that he would teach me. And we forget that Jesus told his disciples to go out into all the world and make disciples of all nations. We are more than churchgoers and we're more than women who read devotionals by other women. We must seek to become disciplined followers of the Lord. So when I took casual reading the word, you know, and trying to find something to give to somebody else. When I went from that point to truly studying God's word, the Lord began to take me into deep waters with him. And if you go back to Ezekiel 47, Ezekiel paints a great picture of the depth we can have in our walk with God. There is shallow seeking, but that leads to shallow results. And I think Lisa Turkers had a quote, and she's really big on like little, she calls them sticky statements, but she said, shallow seeking leads to shallow believing. And mm-hmm. I, I love, I love that quote because it's so it's definitely true. We can stand on the shores of our faith and never venture out into the kind of depth that sweeps us off of our feet and allows God to take us to depths only experienced as we dive into his word and get to know him. We are going to know the thoughts in the mind of God when we dive into his word. So I always tell people that reading God's word is one thing, but studying his word is another. So I would say my first answer was I went from just reading to study Now, there's a process even in that. So if you're new to reading the Bible, I would suggest starting in the book of John. And what I did was I read the book of John and then I, would, I would read Matthew, Mark, Luke back to John. And I read the Gospels probably three times through before I ventured out into Acts. And I'll be honest, when I was getting into Acts, I was like, oh, dear God, I'm going on from Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, you know, help me to understand Acts. And but I really wanted the foundation of who Jesus was. And what he did for us and develop that kind of connection and relationship with him in a deeper way before I ventured into the rest of the Bible, because all of the Bible confirms, you know, Jesus and who he is and what he did for us. Another great study tool, though, is BibleHub.com or the -hmm. BibleHub app, which I have on my phone. And What that does is it gives you the word of God in every different version that it's offered. And it also gives you the original Hebrew and Greek and what it was written in, if you um, you wanna go back to the original language. And then it also gives you commentaries, which will help explain the background and the culture and the history of that verse, because we have to understand context too when we talk about the word, it's like studying anything else. So, and then I use my good old fashioned dictionary because there's a lot of times I think I know what a word means, but I'll look it up and lo and behold, Um, It'll bring a better depth or understanding. So I do have study tools and I do set aside time. Now, this may seem like a lot, but 15 minutes of studying one verse a day will give you so much depth and knowledge than reading three chapters a day and it going in one ear and out the other. So that's what I would suggest is go if you're if you're. If you've been a reader for a while, think about diving into studying, and it's going to change your life. It will transform your mind and your heart, and your knowledge of God is definitely going to be deepened and grow.
0: Mm, absolutely, and I love Bible Hub as well. I do read mm-hmm. the commentaries, especially um, for some reason, McLaren's commentary is my favorite. I always find myself gravitating toward his. Um, and and it's, you know, it's funny how there's all these tools that are basically at our fingertips. I mean, literally at our fingertips on our phones. And yet I do feel like there are a lot of times where even I have wondered, okay, now what, you know, like, okay, I'm reading, but I'm just not really understanding it. Or I don't feel Mm -hmm. like God is speaking to me through it. And and I realized that different seasons, sometimes it really is just that I'm not willing to try these tools. I'm not willing to to go look for resources and to study, you know, the Greek and the Hebrew translations. And when we do that, it really does take things to the next level. Um, And it helps us to better know how to apply what we're learning or what we're reading. Um, So thank you for breaking that down for us, for even just walking us through how you personally uh, really dive into the Word and study that. Um, I would love if we would switch gears for a second because you have a book in particular that I really would love for our listeners to hear more about. I know that there are quite a few boy moms who are listening to the podcast today, and I would love for them to hear more about your book hashtag Boy Mom. Um, so, could you tell us a little bit about the backstory behind that book? Sure. I have,
1: you know, I have a wonderful husband and three beautiful boys, and we live in a culture that grows more hostile towards the male, you know, men today. So, I, I really feel like I champion my boys to become who God created them. be and i want them to know that they are needed in our world and i don't want them to grow up branded by society and in a negative light before they have a chance to live and prove who they are um so with that being said i was reading proverbs 31 one day and i noticed it was not written by a man so if you go back to proverbs you'll see that um all of proverbs with the exception of chapter 30 and 31 were written by solomon who was um a man but 31 was inspired by a woman for a man and that was her son, King Lemuel. So if you ever listen to women, they love to claim Proverbs 31 as their own, because it talks about a virtuous woman and, you know, defines this this woman of great character. But in reality, it was written for a son and inspired by his mother, so he would know what kind of man to be, so he would know what kind of wife to look for. And boy moms, you know, we have a hard job. God calls us to let them go one day and cleave to their wives it doesn't tell the daughter she's gonna go you know I'm I know she she makes her own family but it tells the man, he will leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. As a mom of all boys, that can be difficult for me to wrap my head around. It also says that the boy, the man is supposed to love um, his wife like Christ loved the church. And he's going to give his all to her, give his life for her. And if I go against those things that I'm supposed to allow my son to do or teach him to do, I'm going against God's word. So the best thing I can do is leave an oracle for my son, just like King Lemuel's mom did, and ensure that he becomes all that he can be. So hashtag boy mom takes eight boy moms of the Bible and we walk through their successes and their failures. Cause I mean, those boy moms in the Bible, they, some of them made some doozy mistakes, you know, they weren't all perfect. And that's what I love about God's word. It gives us examples of both. And um, it is a Bible study. So we will be diving into the word of God as we navigate through those eight weeks of eight different boy moms of the Bible. And um, I really wanted it to be for boy moms who, like me, want to champion their boys and raise them up to the best of their ability. So when we do let them go, we know we've given them every tool and every bit of truth to be all that they can be in this world and impact it and make a difference and show the world that, yes, men are needed, and especially men of God.
0: Mm, Yes, I love the heart behind your book Um, and even just how it was born out of your own journey you know, of really mm-hmm. stepping into this life of being a boy mom and raising raising boys into men. Um, I, I would love to know what encouragement you would offer a listener who maybe is a boy mom, you know, maybe she has these young boys, but maybe they're still little. And she does not yet see or understand what, what these boys are becoming into, you know, the men that they're becoming and is quite unsure of, how do I nurture the right things in them? You know, how do I live out this unique role as a boy mom in the way that God's called me to do? What, what kind of encouragement could you offer her if she feels kind of uncertain about her her role? Well, first I would say no
1: one will ever love him like you.
0: There mm. is
1: a special bond between mothers and sons that I cannot explain, and but I, I love it. I have a special bond with each and every one of my boys. And it was from, you know, a very young age. At the same time, they grew up to a certain age and they now look up to their father, who is an example of what a man should be. So the boy, will, your son, I, I say the boy, I have three boys, so I'm individualizing them, but it, each and every one of our boys, they will look to us for advice, approval, and affirmation. That's what they do. They want that from their fathers too. Don't get me wrong, but I'm telling you that bond between mother and son, it's it's different. So my my suggestion is this speak words of truth and life into his soul and trust that not one word that you speak from God's word will ever fall to the ground or come back void because you are his mom and your words and your life's example will fulfill its purpose in his life as you stay consistent there's a there's one of the chapters I I have in boy mom and it's about um you know we talk about Samson and he was the he had supernatural strength and he was he was a um, he was set apart from birth and he had to take the Nazarite vow. But before he was born, he was already set apart. He didn't have a choice. Every other person who ever took the Nazarite vow was able to take that vow for a period of time and hold to it, but at some point that vow was fulfilled, and they got to move on with their lives, not Samson. So when God came to his mom and told her, "Your son's going to be a Nazarite from birth. He is going to deliver his people from the hand of the Philistines." And he told her all that he was going to do and all that he was going to be, but he told her, but you are going to take this vow first. You are going to make sure that you don't eat anything unclean and that you don't drink any wine while he is in your womb because he is set apart to the Lord. And what I love about that story is that God goes to the mom first and he says, you're going to set the example. You're going to live for me and you're going to set yourself apart. Because if you want your son to live for God, you will walk in that path and you will, you will hold to that example. And then when he mm-hmm. sees that you have set that example, he will be more inclined to follow it himself. And that's what I love. Our boy moms, even girl moms, I'm sure, but boy moms, <laughs> since we're talking about them, they are, we're so connected. If God calls our son to be a certain man of God and to take on a certain path in life, we are called first to raise them up and prepare them to do that. We have to remember that what God has called our children to do. That calling is entangled in us somehow. And it's our responsibility to nurture it. So don't forget ever that you are the most influential person in your child's life. They will always run home. The world's always going to tell them who they are. The world's always going to try to define them. The world's always going to try to label them. But they will run back to you, his mother. And he will say, Mama, is it true? What are you? What do you say of me? And when you tell him who he is, he will adopt those words and he will hold on to that and he will rise up and be that man of God.
0: Mm, yes. Thank you for speaking to that. And and to add on to it as well, I'm wondering what would you say to a mom who maybe feels like she's already kind of failing? Like she already, maybe, maybe she has some of that, you know, that shallow, that shallow faith, that shallow belief. Um, you know, maybe she's not. Quite fostering a relationship with the Lord that her sons can model themselves after, um, maybe she feels like she's not setting an example for them. What, what kind of words of encouragement would you maybe offer to her?
1: I would say we are always going to feel like in some way as moms, we're always going to feel like we don't measure up, mm-hmm. so you know let's let's get that. Whether you're a, a church going mama for years and you're sitting there every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, and whenever the church doors are open and you're praising Jesus, there is no time in that woman's life that she does not go home and have some kind of mom guilt or regret, or the enemy doesn't come and say you're not doing enough. So we have all been there. The the ones that we think are the best moms killing it, and the ones who we think are the worst moms. We've all been there. We've all been in the gutter of mom guilt. But what I would say is it is never too late to instill those values and the word and speak the life into your child. Never. God's word is great because it's it's never outdated. It never expires. And it always fulfills its purpose. So to me, if you start today, then what better time is that? Paul says that, you know, he talks about in in the, the Bible, today is the day. He's talking about salvation, but if you want to do something for God, today is the day. We don't wait any longer. So today is the day. And the great thing about the Lord, too, is that he accelerates our learning. And I told my, me and my husband are talking about this the other day. You know, a lot of times we have to go and we have to earn our way up in a company or we have to learn the ropes of things for a while with God. If we can if we go to the Lord, and we say, God, I want to know your word. And I want to be able to speak that into my children, accelerate my learning, accelerate their understanding and their learning. God does that. God doesn't care if you've been a Christian for three months or three years. If we're in his word, he is going to give us that knowledge. So it's never too late with God. And I think the enemy wants us to come and say, you know what? You didn't do it right. You didn't lay that foundation. It's too late. And if we think it's too late, we just will never start. So that is the first trap of the enemy. So I would say, get over that, shove it to the side. Wasted years. I mean, like I said, how old was I when I started reading the Bible in my 30s, and my kids were born when I was, you know, late 20s. So I haven't always been this mom who's speaking life to them every single day. So we we got to remember that it's never too late.
0: Mm, thank you for speaking to that. Um, where can our listeners find you? Um, you know, I'd love for them to hear more about your podcast, um, your website, all of the all the places where they can learn more about you and, and see what you have to offer.
1: Well, I am on Instagram and Facebook at Shanda Fulbright. My last name has one L in it. It's like the Fulbright scholarship. I tell people that. Some people know about it. Some don't. (laughs) Um, I have no ties to the scholarship, unfortunately. But I also have tons of free resources on my website, ShandaFulbright.com. Where, if anybody's looking for devotionals, um, you could definitely find them there. Like I said, it's all free download. I don't charge for any of my devotionals. I'm always sharing God's word of truth on my podcast for Faith Inspire. So you can find me over there and I love to connect with you in any way I can. Also, one thing I wanted to offer the listeners too is that if you have any questions about how to dig deeper into God's word or, um, you know, any questions about where to start. You can always email me at hello at ShandaFulbright.com and I would love to help you find some resources and recommend some things that have transformed my life as well. So,
0: Mm, Thank you so much for for just taking the time today to share your wisdom with us, um, to offer encouragement in some areas that... I think some women may really need to be encouraged in these days. Um, And also just for just for being so open about your own journey and your own story. We really appreciate you taking the time to share all these things with us today.
1: Well, thank you for having me. It's been an honor and I I'm so excited that you would even reach out to me. Thank you.